Hey guys, welcome back to Discover Spring Ford. I'm standing outside of Chaplin's Live, located on North Main Street in Spring City. Inside, I'm gonna be sitting down with Chris and Kristen as they discuss the history of this building, how they derived their name, and also how they're making a mark on the music scene here in Spring Ford. I'm Jeff Desiato, a local realtor, aspiring actor, and transplant to the Spring Ford area. And I'm on a mission to find the best that Spring Ford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners, civil servants, and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes Spring Ford a great place to live, work, eat, and explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover Spring Ford. Guys, thanks for allowing me to come in today. I'm really excited to dive in to find out all about Chaplin's Live here in Spring City. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. So why don't we go back in time to um, both, you know, either of you can start out, just talk about you, where you grew up, how you ended up in Spring City uh, with Chaplin's. Well, I, I grew up in uh, Prospect Park, uh, right outside of Philadelphia. I moved to, to Berks County in 2002. Uh, and I graduated high school 2007, um, where I was in a, I was in a band in, in high school. And uh, after our, our band broke up, I was writing music uh, by myself, and I became a one-man band. And um, so I was always I was self-taught in, in, in music, and, and I got into um, um, recording. Uh, again, also self-taught. Mm -hmm. My sister, um, she... Uh, gave me her entire basement in her house, and I, and I, and I moved in into the basement, uh, and I was there for for several months before you know I had all this, all of this music and, and and these lyrics written, and uh, you, you, the last thing you want to, you want to hear is me sing. <laughs> so I came to open mic. Uh, a friend and I we found this place, um, Spring City Chaplains, um, and we when I walked in to Chaplains. Um, I was greeted by the owner, Bob, uh, and he said, Hi, I'm Bob. Do you know how to run a soundboard? <laughs> and uh, I lied, and I said, Yeah, I have tons of experience. So he said, All right, yeah, get behind get behind the board, and uh, let, let's see what you can do. So I get out my phone, and I'm like, Okay, what's this Mackie console? Okay, how do you turn it on? And, uh, if it was I mean, only a few years earlier, you wouldn't have had that luxury, because right. we wouldn't have been able to look it up on your phone. Exactly. It was, if it was so, O2 or something like that. So <laughs> I, I, put, I put myself under the gun, and you know, I, I kinda, it's, it was one of those things, you fake it till you make it. Right. And we got through the open mic. Uh, I mean, we had one little feedback issue, and uh, I just blamed it on the performer. <laughs> but he said, uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, Not he, to deter any performers from coming no, to Chaplin's, no, no. obviously. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I was young. I was, yeah, right. Yeah. I was uh, 21. Yeah. So uh, I, um, uh, he, he gave me the key that night. He said, can you be here every Wednesday night You know, for wow. for uh, open mic? He said, I have another business that I run, and I, I can't be here all the time. And you know, we need somebody that can really get the, the, uh, the open mic community going again, somebody young, somebody that... Uh, um, you know that was, knows a lot of uh, um, uh, other musicians. Yeah, someone's hungry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like ready to kind of get in and get their hands dirty. Exactly. Right. And at that time, I was working in a restaurant, so I had another job then, and uh, and it became fun. And you know, it was a way for me to get my foot in the door, and maybe find that singer. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, the rest is kind of history uh, from there, uh, and then that's where I, I met Kristen. Um, who uh, uh, she, she she came here about a year and a half ago, almost two years now. Um, and um, did you guys meet here? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. You just had, were, were coming as a regular person to 
You can, if you want to share that story, you can. I see the fear in their eyes. You might not want to share that story. That's totally fine. But uh, when you were, uh, well, uh, just to not summarize too much, but you, when you say the rest is history, obviously, um, you went from sound help, open mic running. What was the next climb that you made or the next step on the ladder for you? Well, I was learning how to record in my, in my sister's basement. And uh, I was kind of tired of working just with myself. And so I met uh, a few people here at, at, at the open mic, and I invited them over to, to, to my house. And, um, and uh, I offered to, to record them for, for free. Oh, nice. And uh, at that time, I wasn't aware that, that uh, our sound engineer was also offering that as part of the, the a business package. I'm oh, really? Totally oblivious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Um, and so I guess they, they had called, and um, they had uh, they called chaplains asking for me and saying, hey, we have a recording session, you know, booked. And, and, and the general manager at the time was confused because I was just saving my He had no idea that I even had a background in recording. And, oh, wow. Uh, and he called me. He's like, Chris, uh, there's, a, you know, it's like there's people here asking you, you know, to, to record them. Uh, he's like, you know anything about that? And I said, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he said, yeah. You don't want to step like, on yeah, right? yeah. I have never, I've never met him. Too. Yeah. Uh, I've never met the general manager because he was never here on Wednesday. Okay. So, and I was doing this for four or five months before I actually met him. And he wow. Said, and he, so he invited me to come in, and he, I guess he wanted to get to know me a little bit more. And uh, he, he, so we we met, and uh, he learned about my background in recording, and um, and around that same time, our our um, our sound engineer was getting ready to leave, so him and I started to uh, discuss, you know, uh, my future chaplains. And um, uh, he asked me, you know, if I knew anybody from Open Mic that would you know be interested in performing on a Friday or Saturday night. Um, so he helped me, you know, he 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 walked me through my first booking, and uh, him and I we we talked about you know live recording packages, wow. and we sat down at a Starbucks and we you know, we worked out how much time it actually takes to, to produce something, and you know what do I you know as an engineer what do I need to make to, to make a great product, and uh, um, and so that was kind of the next phase was I started doing sound, uh, started recording the bands, I started booking the show slowly, uh, and this is about 2012 now, and. Uh, um, and then later that year, uh, I took over uh, managing the kitchen. So uh, all within like you know, the, in eight months of me walking in here for the first time, I was already doing three. Uh, wow. Three. I was wearing three hats. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I would imagine that the, the folks here, when they saw a young guy who was eager and willing, that's like a unicorn <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you know, to have someone who has yeah. like work ethic and is uh, – wanting to really just go out there and, and tackle it. So that, mm-hmm. that that makes sense. In some ways, it doesn't make sense at all to trust a young kid and give him the key and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there was obviously, as you can see now, looking back, it was almost like destiny yeah, <laughs> in a yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Bob always said he, has, he had a good, you know, gut feeling, yeah. you know, about me. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't – they were – I don't know. They were just kind of – I mean, we're all risk takers and right. we're entrepreneurs. You have to be, you know? right, <laughs> yeah. And you know, in this in this you know business, um, live music, um, small venues, you know, uh, it, it can get tough financially. Yeah, uh, and it is difficult to find somebody and keep them here and happy. Right, and you almost need to find somebody that's willing to work for free, 
uh, for the labor of love, you right. know, uh, and uh, and that was me, you know. Yeah. I just I, I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted to I just wanted to be around music. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I didn't even care about paying my bills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> most musicians don't. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. So you had uh, a good segue because you had brought up taking over the kitchen, Kristen. Why don't you? I came to know as we we met that uh, we have very similar journeys yeah. uh, for as far as our, our geographical location. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your upbringing and how you ended up walking into Chaplin's one day, if you can remember the specific details. But um, I'll let you go from there. Well, as you know, we were both uh, raised in Northeast Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, Northeast. I moved to Lansdale. Uh, I think it was like 2002. Yeah. Uh, I'm still there, yeah. but it's a commute. Um, I worked for Wawa. I've been there for five years now. I work part-time. Um, I did management there for a while, and I noticed you know, I had a really big, strong suit for business. And, um, I'm not sure, just management in general, I guess. I really like pay attention to detail. Um, uh, and then... I met Chris, yeah. and uh, I. the first thing I noticed when I walked in here was this beautiful star background. Yeah. It's It's just, it's amazing, and everyone always has the same, you know, first impression. They're like, well, yeah, when I walked in, I was like, and it, you know, we're filming this on a Tuesday afternoon, but uh, it still had, like, an aura when I walked in, which is awesome, because I can imagine the vibe when it's packed with people, and there's a drum kit on stage, and, I mean, I'm... That's one thing I do miss about playing uh, original music, live music, is that that buzz. I get it now with theater. Uh, you know, when everybody's we're backstage, the curtains closed, you hear the audience out there ready to see a show and that kind of thing. So I can imagine. So do you remember the specific circumstance of? So you came to Chaplin's for the evening, an evening of entertainment, and that's how you met Chris. Is that right? Yeah. Or did you know him through a friend and you came to meet Chris? What was um, the? Well, or you just happened to be here. Well, I just yeah, I no, just okay. happened to be here. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Do you remember the specific, the specific artist or person that you came um, to see? I don't know. Giving you like getting you on the hot seat here. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I just find that kind of interesting. Like just like trying to find the the key uh, destiny points. Yeah, I guess. I don't yeah. Who was playing that night? Yeah. So did some um, did someone invite you to Chaplin's to come see a show? No. Oh, okay. You no. had heard of it before. Um, yeah, I, I think it was like through Facebook that I saw Chaplin's. Um, but yeah, because it is kind of far. I mean, having moved from that area, like mm. Spring City's not like a stone's throw from Lansdale at yeah. all. So, uh, were you a, you liked coming to live music shows at the yeah. time? So that was pretty common for you, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really do much. Work right. was really my life. Like, right management so I've, yeah. I've always been just kind of exploring trying to find something yeah that's great I, I um as I mentioned to you guys before like I didn't know and I mentioned it I think in the a previous episode um Spring City I didn't put two and two together I used to live in the northeast as you know and George's Music had a location in Feasterville and my my dad grew up in Feasterville um so I kind of knew of that and then I would see on their bag like the locations, the PA locations, the Florida locations, mm-hmm. it would be like Spring City, PA. And when I lived in North Wales, Lansdale area, there's a George's Music in North Wales. Yeah. So everywhere I've lived, I've lived within 10 minutes of, of George's Music, <laughs> and I was under the impression that it was like a chain. 
And then I found out that the Spring City location was the the first mm. one. Um, and th- when I was here in Spring City the, for the first time, I was helping somebody buy a house. And I was like, I have no idea where Spring City is. We were out mm. here. It was totally foreign to me. And I drove down Main Street and I saw Chaplin's Live. And I was like, what is that? Because, you know, unfortunately, there aren't very many um, businesses that pop when you're driving down Main Street. Hopefully that's, I mean, it's obviously on the upswing. Um, but... It's really cool to be coming down Main Street and to see a venue like this. It really makes you go, oh, okay, there's something happening here. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that you're across the street from Georgia, like the, the music connection in Spring City, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it seems like, you know, I was actually surprised to learn that Chaplin's existed before you were here. I wasn't sure of your age and stuff like that. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about the history of Chaplin's <clears throat> um, now that we kind of know how <laughs> you, can, you heard of it through Facebook and you came and you met Chris, but... Mm-hmm. Um, a little yeah, bit about the history play, of the building uh, and stuff like that. I taught her to play ukulele when, when she first came in. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that how he got your heart? Yeah. 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 Yep. She, she, Something she about the ukulele, it. man. It's just yeah. like, my wife plays the ukulele. Well, it's she, just like, she came alone. It's magic. And I said, you know, I figured, you know, I was like, why is she coming alone? I hope she's alone. I hope she's not meeting anybody else. Yeah, I know. You're watching you know? her. And so, you know, I gave her a tour. You yeah. Know? Uh, I showed her the, uh, the studio upstairs. Uh, I gave her the ukulele. We, you know, I taught her how to play a couple of the chords on it. It's the easiest instrument to learn yeah. how to play. And, uh, it's yeah. Great. Well, somebody and told me that it was guitar chords just five frets up or whatever. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, play yeah, guitar. Yeah, I can yeah. play ukulele. It's yeah, just yeah, different. Yeah. Just the transpose in your head. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, you know, we we got to know each other and um, and we just started hanging out. You know. Wait. So can I ask that ukulele that we saw? Is that the ukulele? That's the ukulele. Are you serious? That was that was the one. Wow. Magic. Yeah. I'll have to make sure we edit a shot of that in, into mm-hmm. the episode for mm-hmm. sure. And I'll put our little heart frame around. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but that's cool. So that that was in 2015 that you guys met. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah early 2000. Yeah, it was like the New Year's uh, weekend. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, so why don't you let people know? I, I, I'm, I'm bouncing around. History, yeah, yeah, yeah. The history, but I was actually going to pause there and say, um, just so people know what you, uh, what your role is now. I, I mentioned this as a manager at the beginning of the episode, and I kind of forgot to to finish that story of how you got here. Um, so you met Chris. You guys are together. Uh, and now you've stepped into overseeing uh, the food and the the, man- the assistant managing. What, what, yeah. what does that entail on a regular basis? Um, well, obviously the food. Yeah. And, um, I keep up with Facebook. I did the website for a while. Um, she designed I a lot do a of lot of mar- I do a lot yeah. of marketing too. Yeah. Just making sure that you know things are. You know, we have flyers, we have brochures, we have just. Staying on top yeah, of like, really, the nuts and bolts kind of Really, stuff, yeah. yeah, really. Making uh, sure everything's running smoothly. The things yeah. that usually fall through the cracks are the things that I usually... She picks up my slack. Up. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're focused more on like the the, the larger goal of yeah. chaplains of you know booking and... Uh, <clears throat> Creating uh, well, I have I have another the, the clientele, I guess. I have a booking manager. Yeah, oh, okay. he, he he primarily uh, he, he works with just you know filling her calendar. Um, I would say what takes up the majority of my focus is productions. Right. I am uh, a producer and um, I'm a studio musician. I, I arrange I write music for for singer songwriters. Right. Uh, I help develop you know the uh, the local artist. Uh, that's what I do Monday through Friday. Okay. Um, weekends we have shows, and 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 that's where, um, you know, I, I have my staff. It's when I see my staff basically. Yeah. Um, so, 
but um, yeah, Kristen, uh, she uh, she she came in helping me uh, with with marketing, helping me uh, organize the kitchen. You know, what can we do better? She looked at you know she had she had some amazing ideas. You know, she had a vision. She said, mm. you know, I know, you know, our, our you know we have food available for you know for our, our guests, uh, but I know we can we can we can take it up a notch. Right. And I said, you know. It's like, just tell me what you need. That's right. I'll, I'll pay for anything you need. Yeah. You know, it's just like, we need ice cream. And, and, uh, and uh, I, I, I didn't see, because my focus is on creating music, not, yeah. not, not, not necessarily food. Yeah, and, and it doesn't look like you eat very much either, so you probably don't care that much about food. <laughs> no, I, I, I can eat. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah. yeah. But I need she, your jeans. She had, a, she had an, an amazing uh, vision, and she created this uh, uh, beautiful, Beautiful ice cream sundae, and, and I think that's <laughs> going to stay here for for a very long time. And yeah. uh, you know, uh, she she created you know our brochures, and um, and uh, yeah, she has a really big challenge now, and that's the actual entrees and right. menu. And uh, um, so yeah, she's she's just as busy as I am. Right, I, I would imagine it's it's quite an undertaking because you're trying to stand out and find um, what makes Chaplin's unique outside of obviously the the venue. Um, there's also, you know, there's people that are going to be coming here that aren't necessarily, um, you know, music lovers. They're coming to support their friend or they're coming with somebody. And you kind of like you find those peripheral things or those other things that are going to kind of latch onto them. Those those um, fringe folks, I guess, mm-hmm. that are going to come to Chaplin's and, and a menu would be a huge part of that, I would imagine. So it's like. You know, I like the, I don't always like the band that's there, but I like the ice cream sundaes, or yeah. I like this, or I like that. So it's kind of you know, trying to find a way to be to have your niche, but also to be accessible to the outsider. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is a challenge, I imagine. So, um, but I do like the the niche that you guys have seen to have craft, which is the you know really investing in the artist. Yeah, I can definitely get that sense just from the having the recording capabilities, having an emphasis on original music, the open mics, singer-songwriters. There's not a lot of venues that are prioritizing that anymore. It's a lot of like how, what can you get what can you give me as a as a venue manager? Um, just speaking from experience myself where it was like you were like as the musician, you're like struggling to to find a place that would allow you to play because you didn't have the following that so-and-so did or whatever. And we'll just go to the guy we know who's going to bring in this many people every time. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, he doesn't care that the music is the same every week and it's this, you know, over and over because he doesn't care about the artistic side of it. Mm-hmm. He just cares about it from a business side. So I mm-hmm. feel like you guys, just in talking to you, it seems that there's a healthy blend of both. Like you want mm-hmm. the business side to what mm-hmm. be managed correctly, but mm-hmm. you also don't want to lose the artistic side right. as well. Right. And that, that actually, you know, that's a good point that you brought up. Um, because before we had the recording studio, I had to have that mentality. Right. I had to, you know, just, you know, it was, I really had to grill some of the bands and say, listen, you know, in order for this to work, uh, I need you to bring people. I need right. you to promote, you know, right. I need you, you know, to you know, do your part. I'll do mine. You know, we need to work together and get people out, uh, and uh, and that takes that yeah. took a lot of energy, right. you know, to do. And then you know there were a lot of uh, surprises and there were a lot of disappointments. And uh, and I'm I'm not the kind of person, you know, that's gonna, uh, you know, I'm not gonna hate you because you didn't, you know, bring out, you know, all the people that you know you said or you estimated <laughs> that yeah. you would. 
Um, but I, I always try to find some way to work with you and say, hey, you know, you, you, you said that maybe you'd be able to bring out 30 and, you know, 10 came out. Well, next time we'll, we'll, we can put together a showcase. Like, I'm not right. going to, like, banish you from right. here, you know, or anything like that. But <laughs> You're just uh, not going to be the only act playing for four hours. Exactly. <laughs> There's 10 people yeah. in the building. Yeah, right. right, right. You're not going to play your, uh, your song suite for, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, of course, you know, as a business, you know, we, we need to, you know, everybody's got to pull their weight and we all have to work yep. together, you know. And, and you know, the venue's always been band-driven, you yeah. know. There's nothing else that pays our bills but ticket sales. And right. when people come, they, you know, they, they, uh, they BYOB, they, they, they buy food, and, and all that goes towards um, the bills. And, you know, at the end of the month, you know, uh, after my staff is paid, after the bills are paid, I'm like, okay, how much is left for me? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? uh, and uh, so that's why, you know, we, we, we looked at, you know, so okay, what what are some other opportunities? You know, and, and we know that we're good at doing sound, and we we have uh, strong live recording capabilities. Let's take it up a notch and let's put a recording studio in here. Yeah. Uh, and so since we've done that, um, uh, some of those artists that uh, that we invited to play, that we would say, hey, you need to bring. If you want to open a show, you have to bring out you know ten people. You know, if you can do that, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to have you on. And it's sort of going to towards you know uh, let's let's let some of them play anyway okay let's mm-hmm. let's find the people that want to play at chaplains because they appreciate the listening mm-hmm. room okay let's put them in front of somebody that you know we know has a, a solid draw okay mm-hmm. I don't really care if they bring out ten people because I know that these people are going to bring out some yeah right but what I, what I care about is you know who is this artist you know how can we help them grow mm-hmm. and those artists slowly became or most of those artists became the clients in the studio. Right. So instead of kind of getting a return on ticket sales, we kind of got a return on, on, on you know, them letting us produce their, their record right. for them. And you took a shot with them and they reciprocated by... Exactly, that. exactly. That's now, awesome. we don't just cater to, you know, people that don't have a following, but yeah, like, right. it's just, that's kind of how it worked out. Yeah. Is we didn't shut our doors to anybody. We, we, we kind of just opened our doors and said, hey, you want to play? We'll let you play. Let's just find some way to work it out. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, you, you put know, them you, with the right... Put them with the right or, pair, yeah. Um, yeah. Or, you know, give them, like, two songs on a mm-hmm. in, on intermission or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just looks like a random person walking up on stage with a guitar. Yeah. But it was planned, I promise you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about – I'll go back to that original question because I, I sidetracked myself. And uh, I'm probably being criticized right now as this episode is watched um, for being so discombobulated. <laughs> The history of Chaplin's and the building itself, because obviously, as many of the buildings in Spring City are old, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of history mm. involved in that. Yeah, so 1908, uh, the building here, 66 North Main, opened up as the Gem Theater. It was a silent movie theater, and they, they premiered a lot of the Charlie Chaplin movies. Wow. Uh, and uh, this was, there, were t- there was another theater, in, I believe, in Rose, where I don't even remember the name, but whenever a, a new movie was out, this was a theater that everybody would flock to uh and they had designed the building for acoustics okay because they didn't have pa system yeah and they had somebody in the silent movies they got a piano player here right you know so they had to design they had to construct a building so that the piano playing uh or any of the other like uh small plays that they do or vaudeville shows that the sound would have to carry throughout the building have to be very lively so that's so that's where they designed the building for acoustics, you know, and, you know, a hundred years later, we're taking it, you know, all advantage of it. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, in the 20s, it became a vaudeville, vaudeville hall. 
uh, where you know, say Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton had performed here. Wow! Um, and we have some show bills that, that we found at the Historical Society um, that uh, that show you know Charlie Chaplin, um, the silent films, uh, you know other plays, you know magic shows that would that would go on here. That's cool. And in the uh, '30s, uh, Chaplin's or the Gem Theater actually closed uh, once the vaudeville era started to, to die out. Uh, in the fifties, uh, um, it was the motorcycle repair shop, repair shop, a hog shop on Main. Okay. They repaired Harley's here. Oh wow, uh, that's a quite Harley's, a different yeah. uh, business to be in a theater. Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was a, a meeting hall for the uh, textile industry, um, uh, the union workers. Um, I don't, I don't know what decade that was. Maybe the seventies. Um, in the nineties, it was a photography studio. Um, okay. In two thousand seven. Um, the uh, chaplain was opened by uh, Lee Zagorski, uh, and uh, it was originally Chaplin's The Music Cafe. Okay. And uh, they, they took advantage of the listening room itself, you know, the, uh, the theater. And uh, it, it was opened up originally as a coffee shop and a small music cafe. Okay. Uh, and in 2009, 2010, I believe the business, you know, was going through its struggles like any other local right. uh, venue would go through, uh, growing pains, really. Um, and uh, Lee had sold it uh, to, to Bob Cooney, Roy Cannon, and, uh, and they hired Dennis Coleman to, to really structure the business the way it should be. Right. Um, and Dennis put, you know, uh, a good, you know, a couple of years of just hard work into it. And he took me under his wing. He became my mentor, uh, really taught me how to run the business. And um, when uh, Dennis left in 2013, I took over as general manager. And uh, the first couple of things that I changed was the name. Okay. And I had this, I had this, you know, this kind of vision of Chaplin's is a, it's a live music venue. You right. know, people come here to see shows. They don't really come here for, for food or coffee. We're not open during the week. Right. You know, and, and you can't really be a music cafe without an espresso machine. Right. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and you can't have an espresso machine here because it's too loud and you yeah. would hear it and it would disrupt. So we, we, we kind of shied away from, you know, you know, food, and uh, I, that that may hurt a little bit, but we really started promoting live shows, and we mm -hmm. just said, you know, we're a music venue, and we started booking more private events, right? Uh, and it actually made our booking a lot easier. Really, uh, yeah. it made our branding a little easier. Yeah, we, uh, we rebuilt our website. We changed it from the Chaplin's Music Cafe to Chaplin's Live, and. Still, people they you know uh, they they title us you know the music cafe. Oh really? But, yeah. Uh, we've been we've been Sorry, working for the last couple of years to rebrand Chaplin's Live, and so um, 2014, my first year in, uh, uh, you know, I said okay, well maybe we should pursue food. You know, we need another profit center. Or yeah. We need to make more money. We need to be open. You know, during the week, and uh, we thought maybe uh, we were gonna. Uh, I, I was um, I went on this personal journey to become uh, vegan. Oh yeah! And, uh, I said, you know, there's no vegan restaurants here, uh, not in this area. There's one in in, in Pottstown, uh, I Create Cafe, which is uh, great, and uh, but he's that's the only place that I can go. Um, so I thought maybe Chaplin's can be you know a good spot, you know, make it a destination, and um, the costs were too high, and right. you know, and, and the whole idea fell through, and that. Uh, is where the recording studio idea was born. Really? Yeah. I started writing music again. I started working with um, somebody at our open mic, and, and her mom, uh, um, she asked me to produce her record, and I said, we don't have, you know, the equipment. Yeah. And, 
and uh, she said, well, what do you need? I said, well, I need a good mic, I need studio monitors, I need an interface. And <laughs> so she cut me a check for, for 3K, and she said, this, this should be enough to get started. Wow. And we finished a record. I, I took that to, the, to, to Bob and Roy, and I said, guys, I, I'm giving you everything I got. I said, make me a partner, give me 25%, and let's put a recording studio in. This is what we need, and this is how it's going to work. And, uh, I mean, the business plan was just stronger than when I had the organic food idea. Right, the <laughs> yeah. food idea. And it was, it was almost a no-brainer. Right. Uh, you know, we said, you know, how are we going to attract our clientele? It's like, well, we book artists. Yeah. We have new artists coming every Friday, Saturday night. We have open mic night, you know, which brings people that you wouldn't want to play here on a Friday night. It comes to, to a Sunday night. Mm. We wouldn't have to do any marketing. Everything we word of mouth. Right. Um, and, you know, here we are, you know, uh, it's 2017. I've done <laughs> zero marketing in the recording studio. <laughs> and I've produced several, I, I think, five full lengths. Wow. Seven EPs, a lot of singles. Yeah, uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. And you know, you know, the last two years we're still kind of refining our product. Product, and you know, I'm still getting used to, you know, how much, you know, what I, what I can take advantage of here, you know, right. in, in our studio. So, um, it's it's really flourished, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot in the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I feel like with the marketing now, uh, with Kristen on board too, mm-hmm. like that's like. <laughs> I think sometimes people always put the carpet for the horse and they go real in on like ex- like brand and word uh, like exposure but mm. they haven't worked on the product yet you know mm. what I mean so they mm. kind of put the carpet for the horse in that way mm-hmm. but it seems like the fact that you guys are establishing a base we have site unseen essentially yeah, yeah like you yeah, have yeah, a portfolio yeah. you and then you can point people and say like well this is what we've done mm-hmm. and you're you you can kind of work out the bugs in that way since we've seen a and, stupid and, fly flying around this whole yeah. time um i probably let it in when i came <laughs> in but uh but like i feel like that's great and then the fact that now that you have support so that you're not carrying the mantle uh and chris is I, I was spread very thin. Yeah, I, I was imagine. spread very thin i was working on uh, uh, several records at the time, trying to keep our shows booked, trying to keep the kitchen staffed and, and stocked, and uh, and you know, it's uh, Chris and I. We've been together for a year at that point, and uh, she says, you know, I, I, we gotta we gotta spend more time together. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, you want a job? <laughs> and so now, you know, she, we, we what better way yeah. to? Uh, I was gonna say, what better way to establish a relationship yeah. than to put each other to work? No, I'm just yeah. yeah, no, and and, it, and it's been really working out, you know, great because you know we've we've gotten uh, we've, we've gotten to know each other a lot more, right? And uh, you know, it, we've created this, you know, this bond, right? You know, and and you know, you look at. You know, some mom and pop shops that have just you know they've lasted for decades because of that right. you know that dynamic in, in the uh, um, in the relationship and sure. in, in, in the business. Yeah. So, uh, Kristen, are are you uh, free to disclose any of your uh, ideas for what you want the chaplain's menu to become, or you want to keep that close to the vest? Um, well, <laughs> I would like it to be, um, yes. As little like Wawa as possible, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or maybe you well, can learn yeah, to clean some of the stuff that you got um, from the Wawa. One thing right? that I really, um, you know, didn't like was that there's no options for vegans. There's no options for um, people with uh, celiacs. Yeah. And I'm, I also, I have a gluten intolerance, so it was hard for me to 
it still is hard for me to cook things that I actually, you know, I can't really can't eat. eat. I right. can't have the tortillas. And yeah. So I really want it to be open to right. anyone, anyone with any sort of allergy or any sort of, you know, dietary restrictment. So um, that's my main goal. That's cool. Yeah. And then how about um, the ice cream sundaes, which I'm very excited about. Uh, <laughs> where did you... Uh, did you just have a love for ice cream and that's where that came from or did you have a background in ice cream? cream? Oh, I mean, everybody does, obviously. <laughs> if people don't, I don't know what, what they, they don't want joy in life, but uh, <laughs> I, I used to got, I used to eat way too much ice cream. Yeah, where did you come up with that idea? Okay, so, that came out so of nowhere. I, I, I started working in the kitchen and I looked at the freezer and I was like, that is the biggest freezer I have ever seen, and there's barely anything in it. <laughs> so they had, like, <laughs> so an industrial freezer, like, and you had, like, five items like, yeah, on the menu. So <laughs> what, what can we use it for? And I was like, well, we can just stock the whole thing with ice cream. Ice cream is so easy. How can you mess it up? Yeah. <laughs> so I just came up with, you know, all different kinds of ideas, like, you know, peanut butter lover, triple chocolate cookie. Yeah. Just all sorts of different things I could think of. So. I can imagine the euphoric sensation of having an incredible like brownie sundae while listening to like this transcendent <laughs> band. Like the two, like you would never think to put the two together, like ice cream and live music. But I feel like, you know, that's. I mean, aside from alcohol, obviously, uh, <laughs> something being transcendent when you're listening to music. Like I can imagine just like putting the headphones on and like eating my favorite <laughs> Rocky Road or whatever. <laughs> so. That, I think it actually. I'm surprised someone didn't think to do it sooner because I think the two together are very cool. So yeah. no pun intended. Yeah. Very cool. Um, but yeah. uh, but with what we what we do have, uh, we still have the the original menu that it designed, um, which uh, we have a variety of quesadillas, and that was an, our number one seller was our chicken and cheese yeah. quesadilla on our old menu. Yeah. So okay, well let's you know let's uh, figure out how many more different quesadillas we can come up with Jamaican yeah. jerk chicken spinach uh, chicken spinach yeah. <laughs> and artichoke quesadilla uh, and so Kristen you know she inherited the menu she's, yeah. she's making that menu now but uh, because uh, my lack of uh, time because I'm, I'm working on music all the time she said you know let's start doing things fresh right and so uh, we make our salsa from scratch we make our oh, hummus wow. from scratch you know oh, wow. and, and uh, so even even just those improvements have started to come you know a long way and uh, so you know uh, you know I can see your passion and her passion and in, 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 you know taking something that we have making it better and, and uh, you know she's asking me to get you know a bunch of different new kitchen equipment so, <laughs> yeah. you know and, and I have no problem with doing it because yeah. I'm sure we'll come up with something great for it yeah. in, in the near future that's awesome mm-hmm. so um, as we wrap up. I really appreciate the time that you guys gave me. Uh, you know, we, we had quite a few uh, false starts and reschedulings <laughs> to get to this point, but we're finally here, so I appreciate that. Um, why don't you uh, let people know how they can find out info about Chaplain's Live, the website, social media, um, and then anything that you guys have on the docket for 2018 that you want to let people know about. This is the time in the episode where I, I let people do that, so... Go ahead. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Um, you can find out more about Chaplains on our website, chaplainslive.com. Um, you can read about our, uh, our history. Um, you can see the upcoming shows. Uh, you can see some of the uh, productions that we've, come, uh, uh, we've made in our, in our studio. You can follow us on Facebook. We're easy to find, Chaplains. Um, and uh, Instagram. We're on Instagram as well. Uh, we'll be, we have a, a weekly newsletter, which you can sign up uh, on our newsletter. Um, you can just send us a message on, on, on our Facebook. 
Um, and uh, we also we, we book private events here. So if if you're interested in performing here, uh, hosting a, a baby shower, or a bridal shower, or a birthday party, a bar mitzvah, yeah, um, if or a stargazing if event maybe, stargazing yeah. Event, yeah. <laughs> or if you're a performer and you wanna you wanna book a show here, you can easily find us. You know, just you, know, you can go to the booking page on our website. You can send us a message on Facebook. Shoot me an email. That's um, great. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Chris and Kristen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I will just say, if you recognize this backdrop, in the previous episode, we had a clip from Rofo Audio, who has played here uh, before. So, uh, as you can imagine, the music scene is thriving even in this little area of Springford, and sp- Spring City specifically. So, please come on out to Chaplin's. I know I will be. So, Chris, thank you so much. Thank you, Kristen, it's lovely to meet you. A fellow Northeast Dean. Oh, that's, that's not what they call it. Well, that's all the time we have for today on Discover Springford. I want to thank Chris and Kristen for allowing me to feature them in today's episode. And I also want to encourage you, the viewer, to visit Chaplin's Live to get some great live music and some delicious ice cream. Before next episode, I encourage you to share Discover Springford with your friends and family. That's the best way that you can show your support for the show. And until next time, get out there on your own journey to discover what makes the Springford area a great place to live, work, eat, and explore.